Chris Harrison. Come at me. Hello and welcome to the first episode of She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie Parker, aka She's All Batch, and along with me for this podcast journey is fellow Bachelor enthusiast, Miss Jackie Maroney. Um, I actually prefer Bachelor Affectionado, but whatever. <laughs> I'm so excited to be a part of this. Me too. So real quick, how this all came about. So I've been covering this franchise for well over a decade, and I've listened to pretty much every single Bachelor podcast out there, but I felt like there was something missing in the Bachelor podcast world. You know, there are so many recaps of the show, so many cookie cutter ABC approved questions, but no podcasts really digging deep into the shadier secrets of Bachelor Nation. And that's where we come in. So whether it's figuring out who's secretly hooking up, which couple is on the outs, or just exposing some pretty shocking production secrets, Jackie and I are going to get to the bottom of it. We're also going to be hearing from you guys and asking you to share your personal experiences with people from the show. Have you dated someone from Bachelor Nation? Do you know a former PA? Did you see Tyler C. at a bagel store in the East Village? And what did he order? This is the kind of hard-hitting journalism we're here for. Amen. And of course, we're going to be gossiping with some of our favorite Bachelor alums and uncovering all the behind-the-scenes details that they're not showing you on TV. So bottom line, we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, so we're going to kick off our first segment, Creep, and basically that's where we dig through social media to find the most important Bachelor Nation news that you won't read about in the headlines. So I don't actually know if this is super recent, but Kendall and Joe have officially unfollowed each other. I know that Joe unfollowed her like a few weeks ago, but she had been following him this entire time and now they've officially parted ways. And that makes me sad because throughout their first breakup or basically their only breakup, they were amicable. So it kind of, it sucks. Like I feel like now he's moved on and now they really can't have that friendship. Right. I mean, what did you think about the whole situation? Because I feel like I had many thoughts about it. I, I really felt for Kendall, actually, because I, too, am in love with Grocery Store Joe. So I, I mean, felt same, like, yeah. like, but for real, like, I really, really felt for her, like, how hard that must have been to see him just falling in love. And she definitely came to the beach with intentions of hopefully sparking something, and it just didn't happen. I would love to talk to her. So, Kendall, if you're listening, come on our podcast. Because I'm like, what did she think was going to happen going there? They broke up for a very specific reason, that she was not willing to relocate or try relocating for their relationship and that didn't change you know what's funny though like joe still is not getting a permanent chicago residence because he said he and serena are going to be 50 50 like yeah. toronto and chicago like he still doesn't have someone willing to fully commit to well but didn't they also say they were going to consider going to new york together oh yeah serena okay so happy okay but he's still not getting chicago yeah yeah i don't know for him if it's like a chicago thing or if it's like an east coast thing or yeah. like a you should like be willing chicago. to compromise a little bit for me thing. i mean I, I thought it was really powerful when he's like you said you'd never move for a man but i shouldn't have been just a man yeah i was like damn yeah yeah, yeah. you you aren't just a man grocery store joe i'm a fan of uh joe and serena but i really really feel for her for kendall that's but. fair i also found that claire was on Jana Kramer's podcast and she kind of low-key digged Dale when also trying to compliment him like she was asked if she had any regrets and she, basically she said no she doesn't have any regrets but then she was like should I have regrets that I trusted that someone was showing his true self and I trusted that he can remain true to his words which obviously low-key implies that he 
doesn't and, you know, isn't. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I feel for her too. I just feel for everyone here. Yeah, you do. You're a, I mean, a I, sympathetic soul. I'm usually not. But I feel like these <laughs> women, I really like Claire. I was so rooting for her. I was so happy when she found out because I've been following Claire's journey. I mean, even past Juan Pablo, but then she was on Paradise where she kind of went through a few guys that just weren't able to handle Claire. And I felt like Dale was finally kind of fulfilling that need and I'm bummed but yeah so even when she was on her season you were like yeah this this is the one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good I, job Claire no no okay. but I felt like you know what I really just wanted Claire to be happy I really did well, sure I think we all did but as soon as she was like literally night one no, oh here's my <laughs> husband here's I'm like Claire Rational. no like that's not we yeah. all saw this coming like I, did, I didn't think it was going to work out I at all. I was hoping it would. When they broke up the first time, I was like, fuck, Dale, come on. Why did you do this? And then they got back together. I was so hopeful. Like, I thought I thought it was it. I really did. I think it's officially over. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. We're done. Like, they're done. Will Claire get another shot at love on another Bachelor show? No. She's done. I think she's so hot. I think she has so much going for her, though, that I'm so confused why... Because she does dumb shit like this. Like, yeah. literally meet a man one time and be like, oh, show's That's, over. I feel like, <laughs> like just we're getting married. But they all feel like they just met their husband. Do they? They say it. Their husband's in that room. Yeah, but I don't think they actually <laughs> Wait, I made it. a meme back in the day. It was, um, well, she's like, I really feel like my husband's in this room. I was, and I was like, okay, Claire, but what if Dale walks out of the room? Do you still feel like the <laughs> right. husband's in this room? But I feel like when other people say that, like, they say it in a vague, like, it's maybe they're hopeful type thing. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on. So Hannah G posted a photo with Dylan and it's captioned, are you tired of being engaged yet? And this was the weird part. Dylan responded, please, four more years. And I don't really know if that was sarcastic or not, but the comments like kind of were really confused and fans were like, what do you mean? What I mean, I actually don't know what that means. I think that's him like joking. Asking for four more years yeah, of engagement? Yeah, because that's what people, people say that, like, that for, for like presidents. They're like, four more years, four oh, more years. I wasn't thinking that. Oh, that, that, as soon as I... Four more years. That's kind of what I was thinking. Okay. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know what he meant. Dylan, tell <laughs> Dylan you. Dylan actually exactly told me exactly. What He's he like, meant. I'm getting political. <laughs> Wait, so, but the fans in the comments were like, what do you mean four more years? You guys have been engaged for a really long time. So then I Googled when they actually got engaged and they got engaged in 2019. Okay. So it's only 2021 and we've been through a pandemic. So I actually don't think it's that weird that they're not married yet. Hannah actually responded to his comment and said, no, not four. Nor, no, or not, no, not four more years or something like that. Basically, no. Mm -hmm. so, which made me feel like he was talking about four more years of engagement. And why four? Well, that's why I go back to the president yeah. thing. Because I'm like, people are always like, four more years. Yeah, okay. Um, but do you think that that was Hannah alluding to that they're maybe going to get married soon? No. Okay. Yeah. So it's just a, a funny little... <laughs> I just think, you know... Post. Yeah. They're just trying to be... Just trying to get people like us trying to, to talk about it. Trying to get us talking yeah. about it on the She's All Batch podcast, <laughs> and we are. Yeah, literally. So good on you, Hannah. Brendan, Bachelor in Paradise, villain Brendan, he posted for the first time the other day since his cringe apology video, and people are roasting the shit out of him. It's pretty amazing. And the best part is his caption is like, grateful for Ew. growth, which Ugh. is just ironic. Come on, you have to Dude, know. I find him, well, just say you hate him, whatever. 
I know. I mean, okay, I will I will say as like a literal human being who exists on this earth, I obviously don't hate him, but as a character on a show based on the actions that he did on a show and then on the internet, I hate that. You're being person. so politically correct. I'm trying. I'm like we can't make enemies on the first episode. All right, fine. I just think he's like he was like a piece of garbage on Paradise. I'm sorry. And then now to to post just literally a picture of himself yeah just sitting there saying grateful for growth can we it's please like, point dude, out the irony up. how did you grow what, in i'm what sorry way? what about the irony that he didn't grow like his following literally cut in half so i just think it's an odd choice of words for someone that lost more than a hundred thousand followers to say grateful for growth especially when you were like the laughing stock that everyone was like making memes about how you were losing so many followers and how much Natasha gained. She got like over 100,000 followers, so, like overnight almost. It was crazy. Yeah, no, she's she deserves that too. But like you're saying, it's a photo of himself. He's not looking at the camera, which is kind of weird. Can you imagine him I just, holding his phone out, taking the selfie, like looking like such a cringe? Well, clearly someone had to take this photo of him. Wait, like, really? Like I'm looking where his arms are positioned. I'm like, how would he have done that? Then, or no, it's no, a self-timer. Up. It's set up on his freaking window. And he's like, I'm going to gaze out the window with this. Or he's like, Piper, take this picture of me. I don't know. You're right, though. Like, grateful for growth. If you really were growing, like, why not, like, take a picture of, like, the sunset? Or, like, something showing that, like, you're, like... Or even speak about the ways that you've grown and apologize for the fact that, like, what you did was pretty nasty. You don't have to. You don't have to actually show how you grow in Bachelor Nation. I if, guess not. If you're I guess villain, you just say grateful for growth. You just say you grow, and then you move on, <laughs> and then everyone forgets about it. They'll forget about it. I just think everything about him is so disingenuous. I feel like he came off really well on Tasha's season, but I think that really was just, like... A pleasant edit because ever since that I'm like you are so fame hungry oh god yeah but isn't that Ugh. kind of scary that someone can come off that good only to be further exposed at the next season like I kind of feel like yeah. what about sorry to say it but like Tyler C's of the world who are so beloved like what if they just had another season where they could be I don't know. Well, that's why I think Tyler C. will never go on another Bachelor show because he can't possibly get a better edit than when he got on Hannah's And he doesn't need it. He's like a real... He's He's actually a real star. He's SNL with Kim Kardashian, A-list celebrity. I know. Tyler C. is not going on any fucking beach. So moving on. So Hannah Brown, my fave. Her book comes out next month and she did like an Ask Me Anything and she basically revealed that she's talking about... She does reveal in the book like her ending with Jed, her reaching out to Tyler, that's all described and i'm also like no shit like if you didn't talk about that what (laughs) the hell was your book gonna be about i and i and this is coming from like i love hannah brown no shit you're talking about jed and tyler i don't care to hear about anything other than that so what could you i almost felt like i'm glad she kept i'm glad she put that in the book but i also feel like she knows what she's doing and by revealing that like it's gonna get people to want to buy the book but i'm also curious as to like what she thought people wanted to read otherwise like your pageant life yeah I don't know I feel like she's done a good job of being a person who's like yeah I used to like be really insecure because of pageant life and now she's like I found my voice and I'm confident (laughs) in my own skin type yeah vibe I have looked at nothing about her book coming out but I would assume it would be a lot of that growth and well, things like that, you yeah. know. Hold on. Wait, what was the quote from Brendan? Happy to oh, grateful for growth. Grateful for growth. That's what I think. Well, Hannah the Brown's title is, is "God Bless say. This Mess." So yeah, it's going to be all about embracing your imperfections. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be. If you found anything good while creeping on your favorite Bachelor stars, and you want to submit it for the next episode, please feel free to DM me at She's All Batch. 
Okay, moving on to Bachelor Encounters. So this is where we're asking you guys to submit your stories of your experiences with people in Bachelor Nation. So I have a couple that you guys sent in. So we're gonna take a live caller and we're also taking submissions that you guys sent through. Okay, so I'm gonna say this one's anonymous because she didn't tell me whether or not she wanted her name on it. She said, when Ben and Lauren, Ben Higgins and Lauren Bushnell, I saw them at a restaurant called Sushi Den. It was his birthday. Lauren made the server change their table three times. I do that too, though, sometimes. So it doesn't... But three? Okay, continue. Well, she's, she's famous. Um, famous. Then she's... Quote on famous. Then she spent a lot of the night on her phone taking selfies, and poor Ben was just sitting there drinking his white wine and looking bored and annoyed. They didn't take any cute couple pics. Gasp. And I saw she literally was posing with pieces of sushi and sake glasses. I've heard of people going to barbecues with her and she would bring a selfie stick and go in the corner and take pictures. Ben, love Ben. Nothing to say otherwise. I mean, going to barbecues and bringing selfie sticks, I, that's like a personality trait. I guess. That's interesting. Thanks for submitting that. <laughs> Another submission. Cassie's parents, Cassie Randolph, Cassie's parents lived on my street. I watched her hometown like I know that house. The only time I ran into her was when she was on a walk while typing her breakup post with Colton. And she looked kind of bummed. And I was like, how did you know she was typing that? She said she was on her phone, walking kind of slow and looking sad. And then five minutes later, the breakup post went on Instagram. This girl, this woman, Whitney, said I could say her name. Hey, Whitney, thanks for submitting. So uh, she said, my friend and I ran into Corinne from Nick's season in Vegas on one of the bridges going across the strip. She was very kind and more than open to taking a pic with us. And this was about four years ago. Love to hear it. Corinne follows She's All Bad. That obviously shows what kind of person she is. She's a very hilarious smart person and you know i like hearing that good stories about people this isn't just a submit a rude story we want to hear when people are awesome too so thanks for submitting that one totally and i have a nice story about ben higgins speaking of so a friend of mine i guess was dming celebrities because she wanted a video wishing her sister a happy birthday and she wasn't going through cameo i think she was literally just seeing if anyone would do it and ben higgins was the only one to respond and he actually sent one for free. That is so cool. And I just think that's so kind because I think she was DMing a lot of different people like Blake, Tyler, whoever. You know what's funny though? I I told you I bought one cameo in my life and it was Ben Higgins. Oh wait, I need to hear more about this. Thank okay. you. So my sister-in-law, her number one guy, her number one celebrity, not even number one bachelor guy, her number okay, one celebrity wow. is Ben Higgins, which I judge a little bit, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, I do too. Um, <laughs> and so for her birthday two summers ago, I stumbled upon Cameo, and he was, I think, 125? One, maybe 100. I, that's crazy to me. I, well, maybe it was 75. I don't remember, but he's in the 1, 125 range now. So yeah. I think I may have got him right before he increased. Mm -hmm. He was he was still irrelevant, though. Like, it wasn't like his... I mean, two years ago, right. wasn't near his season anyway. Um, he was so sweet, though. Like, you, whatever, judge me. But you, like, submit, and then you put, like, little notes about what you want him to say. And he was just, like, really genuine with it. I, I've seen a lot of people do cameos, and you can tell they just, like, read your comments for one second, and they're in their car, or they're wearing sunglasses. And I'm like, dude, if someone's paying $75 for a video, like, Seriously, fucking, like, take your sunglasses off, get yeah. out of your car, and you know, make it look good. He did. He added some stuff too. He was like, my sister-in-law, Amanda, she, she better be listening, but if you're not, whatever. <laughs> he was like, Amanda, look around. Like there are tons of people that love you all around you. And I was just oh, like, I didn't tell him to say that. He just like made it more of his own. Yeah. I know, I know you're judging, but 
No, I'm not judging. I'm my wheels are churning because I'm processing all this information. We need to deep dive into cameo another time. Though. Yes, that'll be another segment for another day. If you guys actually have any fun cameos from people in Bachelor Nation that you requested, did they meet your expectations? Did they just do a lazy one with sunglasses? Did they really go all out? We want to know about that. So we have a caller in, Rachel. She had an interesting experience with Connor B from Katie's season. Hey, Rachel. Hi, how are you? Good. What, what's going on? Um, so I, well, I actually live in Nashville, but I go to Cycle Bar, and Connor is an instructor there, and he, like, helped me fix my bike one, one time because I took one of his classes, but then I saw him on Hinge, um, like, a couple weeks later, and I, uh, I sent him a like, but I screenshotted it, and I put it on TikTok, and I made a TikTok about, um, with the I Know It Ain't The Stallion, and, um, then he made a TikTok that like because it went viral he went he made a tiktok in response like subtweeting me and three other girls that had like he's talking about trying to date in nashville like after the bachelor and so then i duetted his tiktok with uh another like trying to date in nashville just in general and like part of it was oh i'm in bachelor nation um and he's commenting he's not very happy so i don't know i guess we have beef now i'm not sure (laughs) well how do you know he wasn't happy well, he was commenting, like, can I just live, please? And then, like, he also... Um, oh, he commented girls, on your video? Yeah, he, com- yeah, yeah, he commented on oh, both shit. my videos. <laughs> also, what was the... Uh, what were the quotes you used to for your dating in Nashville? Like, wasn't it like... Oh, oh I put, um, I'm just visiting, sorry. Oh, and then, pretty much everyone. Uh, like, I'm a singer-songwriter, and then I'm a part of Bachelor Nation, and then... Um, Oh, I'm like, I'm famous. Sorry. It's like everyone thinks they're famous. Okay. All right. So you have beef with Connor now. If Connor's listening, <laughs> do you have a message that you want to say to Connor? My message to Connor is that, you know, you go on a dating show on a reality, like TV dating show, and you're like, you're going to lose part of your privacy. And that's kind of part of it. And so like, I don't think you can get upset that people are like posting things on social media because you you got into the whole reality tv show anyway so like i was just joking around but i like i didn't have to take it so seriously damn rachel (laughs) i know i was just like i just feel it got like offended when he shouldn't like yeah it's it's a joke all right chill out (laughs) connor like take a chill pill seriously all right cool thank you so much for sharing your story um yeah thank you what's your um tiktok it's rachel r-a-c-h-a-e-l l smith age 28 i need to change that to be better but yeah it's my name maybe i'll run in my cycle bar again and we can talk about it <laughs> hash out your issues okay cool yes, I can hash it out. all right thank you so much for calling in thank and definitely you. keep us posted if you have any more uh run-ins all righty thank you cool bye Rachel. Bye. All right, so that's all the Bachelor Encounters we have for today. If you have an experience that you would like to submit for Bachelor Encounters, please DM me at She's All Batch on Instagram, and I would love to hear about what you got going on. Our first interview is with Jillian Anderson from Chris Souls' season of The Bachelor, and you probably remember her as the girl who always had a black box over her butt. Jillian has a lot to say about it, and honestly, some of it's pretty alarming. So we're going to get right into our interview with Jillian. We're just going to get right to it. Um, you're most known from being on Chris Souls' season and being the super fit girl who had a butt that needed to be censored. Did you know about <laughs> the black box prior so, to it airing? Right before the second episode aired, I got a call from REP that said, hey, just a fair warning, but tonight we did something funny with your butt. And I go, oh what? God. He goes, no, no, no. Like, it's not bad. It's kind of like 
funny. And I was like, what? I was like, getting really nervous because we just experienced the first episode and all the humiliation and all the attention that came from that, yeah. that like, we're all like preparing our hearts and minds for this episode. And he's like, oh well, God. you know, your butt's a little big and sometimes things got a little cheeky. So we had to blur it out. I mean, Disney made us, which I don't believe. But he's yeah, like, well, no. Disney made us. And it's like, instead of doing like a little blur, we did like a giant black bar, really over-exaggerated it. And I, and I just, just mortified. And at this point, you are experiencing a level of humiliation that like you thought you could be prepared for, but you really aren't. I could tell you, I don't think any contestant understands, you know, before going on how bad it's actually going to be. So this day was really funny. So in my hometown, you know, everyone has watch parties for you. In my hometown, my dad oh. is going to a watch party. So he's there with all of his buddies and all wow. of his guy friends. And I got to call my dad. I go, dad, tell him not to play it. <gasps> tell him to play it. And what that was the I'm context? Like freaking Sorry. Out. What was the context of like where you were like were you just in a bathing suit or what was like well yeah so I, I wasn't really prepared like I didn't know until I saw it what it actually was but I remember I used to call my dad said dad don't watch it don't watch it with your friends and I mean and then I called my stepmom please don't watch I'm crying please don't watch it if you do watch it at home and and oh my god he was humiliated he was absolutely new. And my dad does not swear. He swore at me that night. And I was absolutely horrified because the rumors instantly that came out and you're watching Twitter and famous people, actresses, people, athletes are all talking about all these things, about the questions about why you have a black box. So the first time I saw the black box appear, I was walking out with Megan who's like one of my besties to this day. Megan and I are walking to Chris's house and you see me on walk the, the mansion. This uh -huh, is on the show. the street. Yeah. And I have on this H&M bathing suit with this hoodie on top. What a combination. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Whatever. But so I literally I'm remember the scene. And the butt's on, and the black box on my butt. And that's all funny. Like, oh, what could it be? And instantly it's, she has a hairy butt. She's naked whatever and then oh we get God. to his house and we're hopping on the motorcycle and you see me and i'm black box in the front and i think so the I problem called, was like you oh. by not addressing it it just kind of took on a life of its own and that's the point that's absolutely what they wanted yeah that was right the whole, they want the audience to draw and their own conclusion wow the one thing about bachelor nation like the bachelor family i wouldn't say bachelor nation bachelor family is like we're all really really close and i had these ogs like claire and um uh, uh michelle money and stuff just calling me hey jillian are you okay what can we say on your behalf so i had Aww. all these girls like in these youtube videos tweeting about me instagramming about me like you know, things that I wasn't allowed legally to like have to your back. Oh yeah. Cause they had been through it too. Okay. And so like, wow. that's when like the OG stepped up and they're like, what do you need? What do you need? We know how bad this sucks. Oh my God. So tell us wow. about that, that post that you were telling me about that you had to post on Instagram about the black box. Okay. My producer has assigned to me, his name was Todd. He goes, Jillian, you can't say anything. My cousin calls me the next morning. She's like, get over here. I'm like, I can't. She comes and picks me up, takes me to her house. She says, we have to make a post. We have to make this better. We get, the, we get in the phone with Todd, the producer. We're like, what can we say? What can we not say? He goes, Jillian, you just have to poke fun at yourself. You have to start doing it. You can never say what actually happened. You have to post fun at yourself. So we decided the best post we could think of, put the outfit on and say it came with the outfit. 
what black <laughs> yeah, box this one came <laughs> and i was literally so my cousin jennifer took that post took that picture and i'm just bawling my eyes out and you can't tell i'm just over it at some point you know shortly after i was able to laugh about it when things started changing but at that point i was completely humiliated i was so new into it that i was so overwhelmed by the post and the talks and like Jimmy Kimmel and the soup and everyone making fun of me. I just was so overwhelmed. It's very clear that they're like trying to intimidate you into silence, but I'm curious if you know, had you spoken out and actually broken your NDA, what can they do? Like, do you know what the NDA even says? I think it says, I think we owe them like $10 million. No. But like, I'm like, how could they enforce that if you didn't have $10 million? Like, which they say say a lot of things. Like, I have actually told people a lot of things that they have done, and they're just like, holy crap, how have you not sued? How have you, how, how did you let this fly? I go, because we are all so manipulated, and a bunch of us are young and, you know, without proper, you know, advisement that we just do these things. Wow. And go along with it. Well, you took the black box joke over into paradise. I remember when you walked down, I think it was Tenley. Oh, she was bless. like, I need, I need to see the infamous butt. You turned around. They had she the black did. box over your butt. It was a sweet gif of that too. Nice. That was so funny. So I'll tell you, I know you guys have like talked a lot about like prepping for the show. So like for both shows, they would have a variety of like looks and outfits. You guys have noticed that, right? So some people show up at paradise, they have pants. Some people show up in bathing suits. The same thing happens on the real show. On the, on the original show, they want to make sure there's a variety of cocktail dresses versus gowns. Like, oh, okay. there's always a variety. So I had actually had, the producers came to my hotel room. I had picked out my dress. It was a purple dress and shoes. And I, I we drive hours from the hotel room to the middle of nowhere where the show is going to take place. And I've been locked up in a hotel room for 10 days in Mexico, just getting fat. 10 and, days? You know, yeah, so the original cast, we all stay there for about 10 days. We do interviews with ABC. And just like the other seasons, you can't leave the hotel room. Like, they don't give you a key. So if you were to walk out, you would get locked out. So anyways, I drive hours there. And I'm, I finally get in this little bathroom. The producers help me get dressed. And they mic me up and they go, okay, it's almost your turn. You know, because we're all introduced one at a time. It's almost your turn. Okay. Oh, wait, we need you to change. Where, where's to, that little... That little the, that backup outfit that we had for you. What's that backup outfit? Because you just pack an overnight bag in case your luggage doesn't make it. So I had my, of course, my neon bikini. Like it was very, very bright and very loud. And I go, okay, let me put on my flip-flops. They said, no, you can't wear flip-flops. So I have these giant wedges on that don't even go with the outfit. This bright, hot, like yellow neon bikini. And, and there's, and you're on cobblestone stairs. And I believe, and I don't know this for sure, but I believe the intention was one, to make me look absolutely ridiculous, but secondly, so I would fall because that was something else that everyone knew me by was falling on that freaking rug, which is like one of my favorite moments in time. Um, (laughs) And so it was just, because that's like the most Jillian moment. I'm so clumsy. And I'm pretty sure they wanted to see if I would fall. There was no hand railings or anything. So you're like, I'm walking so slow on the stairs. You make a pit stop, say hi to Chris, and then you keep going down the stairs to see everyone else. And that's when, and I almost did fall at the end when Lauren, Ash Akinetti's sister, ran up to me. And so I, there's a gif of me almost falling, but I didn't fall. And the thing is, the cheeky bikinis weren't even in yet. So they were like full bottom. If you wear thongs now, and it's totally normal. 
like, totally. you know, in front of, yeah, that wasn't even in style then. So there was not much, I mean, my butt was like nice, but it wasn't like a scandalous bikini by any means. It was a normal one. They knew what they were it? doing. It was getting people yeah. talking and that's what they wanted. Oh yeah. Do you feel like the producers, I mean, clearly from what I'm hearing you say, like they were constantly setting you up to fail and constantly setting you up to like look embarrassing. Do you feel that they do that to everyone or are yep. are they are there some favorites that they always try to put in a positive light and some people negative or will they literally just get all the negativity that they can get so i kind of explained this to you i think a bit the other day but there were some people that will just play ball they understand what mm-hmm. it takes to be that main character and ashley akinetti and i ashley i mm-hmm. she and i um we talked about this of the day we met in the mansion she said you jump when they say jump and you just keep doing it. So she told me that. She goes, whatever the Bruce is saying, I'm just going to do it. And I go, oh, okay. Work out for her. I, yeah. And like the same thing with um, Caitlin Bristow. Like she knew this is, I got to, I got to play ball. But Caitlin's kind of like a ball of energy who just is doing out of the box things without even them asking her to, because that's just who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it, when you do those things and you play ball with them, whether blindly following their orders, because like, oh, well, they have my best interests, which some girls did. Other ones just like, yeah, I'm going to be the star of the show. You tell me jump, I jump. Um, but they're going to they're gonna see that and they're going to keep playing with you. So mm-hmm. I knew they were like messing with me. I'm a producer. I'm not like, I understood the setup of every situation. Okay, not everyone, because I did get me a few times, but I understood a lot of what was going on. And I could see it. And there were some things I just wouldn't do. And they didn't really like that about me. Or some things that I would call out, they didn't really like that about me. Um, Can you give an example of one? uh, So something I called out, this this was so annoying to me. So the second date that happened in the first week, there was like a tractor race. Now, I wasn't on this date, but I remember Ashley, I came home and she's crying. Hey, um, he didn't pick me for the one-on-one afterwards. And I was like, Ashley, do you really think that he got to choose who's in the one-on-one? I go, you're crying over something that I guarantee wasn't his decision. Right. Sure enough, um, Mackenzie came home that night. She got chosen for the Mm one-on-one. She comes back with this little... Um, mason jar of kale and she goes guess what guys chris picked me to go on the one-on-one date and sit at the table yep it's a jar of kale and guess what my son's name is kale so oh. it was a nice icebreaker i got to tell him about my son that i have he's you know and i'm looking at ash and i go see you think that was an accident i said they obviously told chris to pick Mackenzie so you can stop crying. That wasn't an accident. And Ash doesn't believe me. She's still crying. And I said this stuff out loud a mm. lot. And mm. that wasn't really cool. <laughs> They're like, yeah, she's got to go. That's what they told me. Yeah. And like, I would add, when Britt and I are talking about stuff at home and, and the camera guys like all huddle over. And I look at them and go, hey, do you want to talk about Chris? The Bachelor's just, just B-roll. And they go, Jillian, shut up. Don't act, don't don't ask us questions like that. You're just like, stop producing talking. us. And I was like, I just want to know. And they go, Yeah, you're hor- like, you're just a train wreck to be here. You're horrible. Oh my god. Well, another wow. moment that I remember with you um, was your one-on-one date with Chris, and they kind of showed you like rambling <laughs> and him not listening or responding. 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh my God. So, but I looked it up no. and you were like asking, would you rather questions? And that's why I'm like obsessed with you because I feel like so I would I be asking know. that. What I can tell you is I've never finished that episode. I have bawled my eyes out every time we got to that date. Um, and I want you to go ahead. And if you watch that date, there is a never a two shot during mm. that conversation. So who are you talking to? A producer. Are you fucking kidding? I, oh, I had no idea. And I feel like I see through everything. So I was repeating a joke. Shut that up. Someone else had said earlier and they got me, they got me. So, and I'm repeating, actually Carly had said this, would you rather while we're waiting the limo for this stuff to get set up, you know, there's cameras rolling and stuff. And so people are all watching, knowing what's happening. And Carly says this really nasty joke to which I repeated it to someone sitting next to me. The would you rather joke? Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, wait, I wa- I just rewatched it, and you were like, "Would you rather oh abstain God. from sex or have sex yeah. with a homeless girl, bird in her like, hair? You don't know what she has. You don't know where they've been. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh! Because they're pulling it out of me, knowing what I'm going to say, and I don't even realize it, right? So I just need people to. There wasn't. If you watch that episode, there was never a two shot, and I'm watching it going, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, again, I've never finished that. I can't get through it. Like. And my brother texted me, what the hell? And I have like people crawling at the woodwork. My mom's watching this episode. She can't believe I hang out with you. Oh my God. I had people at like viewing parties. You know, at this point we're all doing, um, you know, we're going out to restaurants and bars and bookstores and, you know, doing promos and stuff. And I have people asking, do you have sex with homeless people? Oh Strangers. My God. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, I do. What? <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't legally give you, I can't give you that answer. Right. But what so are you, you even, joking oh. me? Like, I, and, and so, and then I talked to Chris about it. He's like, I was so confused when I watched it. And I was like, uh. Well, you know what's weird though? Cause he had his confessional after and he's like, oh yeah, Jillian keeps talking, but I'm just listening. So he kind of like, I, someone must've But the thing is that. we talked about really serious stuff. Like you huh. just couldn't tell. And I was actually mortified because I was like sharing things about my family and personal stuff that like, I'm actually very glad that didn't air. And I'd rather the humiliation be put on me than actual real stuff have been blasted out there because immediately I regretted saying a lot of things knowing it was on camera. So when I saw it, I was really glad the real stuff I said didn't get aired. And if I'm going to take the punches, whatever, let's have it. Oh my God. But oh my, my brother was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Justin, like, do you think I would ever do that? He's like, yes. (laughs) Well, that's the crazy thing to me is like how easily audiences can be convinced of these things as well. I think the audience has gotten smarter as the years have gone on, but like not that smart. I'm even surprised by some of the stuff you're telling me. So this is something else that like I picked up on when I was telling you a bit. um, Okay, this is an example because I've seen this happen in a couple episodes and I won't name names, but there's an episode in season past where girls can, um, you know, um, what's it called when you dive naked and jump in naked? Like, what's that called? Skinny, skinny dip. dipping. Skinny yeah. dipping, yeah. They'll skinny yeah. dip and they'll, oh, they'll slut shame them. Mm-hmm. Why, you know, oh, she, yes. she needs attention. All this, they slut shame her. Um, but then there's other situations where you can, some girls can do a similar, a similar thing and they'll jump into pool of water naked. Oh my God, she's so funny. She's so confident. I wish I had that confidence. And so what producers can do is they can take a round of interviews. Yeah, six girls can say negative things. 
six girls to say positive things. And based on how they want the audience to take it, they will edit it in that way. So as a listener, you're going, oh my God, she is funny. She is confident. Or mm-hmm. on the flip side, you go, oh, what a slut. Oh, she really needs attention, doesn't she? She's right. Really and they're not thirsty. even necessarily saying it about the person that they're editing it to be about. Or they right? are, but they're only giving yeah. you what they want you to think. So to, to make you feel as a viewer a certain way about a character, they're going to give right. you, they're going to lead you to your It's feelings. the same thing though, like when you're, at, you're walking out of the limo, if they're playing like the romantic music, they want you to believe that that person's a front runner and you, you're rooting for them. But if they're playing like the crazy music in the background, that that person's going to be crazy. It's completely so in for, their hands. <laughs> right. So for my rose ceremony where I fell, we mm-hmm. actually retaped that a few times. So I didn't fall. Um, but the one that would be falling aired. <laughs> Wait, so they made you go back and like rewalk and then they didn't even air that part? Just in case I was a serious. So imagine. Let's oh, just if you won. Hypothetically yeah. say I won. They're going to go mm-hmm. back there and make sure I look like a queen. You know? That's funny. <laughs> oh, so they I want both. Win. They want good and bad of everyone. And then they look at everything they have. And piece it together. Well, I think that's what happened with Vanessa. I, I know that um, Nick Vial talked about one time that there was an episode where Vanessa was going to look really bad and she she did look the bad. Volleyball episode. Yes. Him yep. and Rachel got into a huge fight. But they and yeah. also they they kind of saved Rachel too because they knew she was gonna be the bachelorette. Yeah. But instead of yeah, instead of showing what really happened, they had to kind of take certain parts out. And Nick actually said like the audience was so confused because no one understood why everyone was crying at, at right. the end of the episode. So yeah. Can you do you want to tell us um where people can find you and we can wrap up in that um, way? I guess um Jilly Alexis, I think it's all one word on Instagram, Jilly underscore Alexis on Twitter. But I never talk about bachelor stuff on Twitter. So It'll be really boring over there. And as we're wrapping up, we're doing one superlative for you. Can you tell us who the biggest douche in Bachelor Nation is? Your opinion. I, I already have that feeling in me, but I don't want to say it. I feel just, like I, I know who you want to say. You probably do, and that's fine. But like I, it's something about I never said anything bad about anyone okay. on the show. That just, I just won't, I won't do it. I okay, do then it. give us this. On a scale from one to 10, how manipulative are producers? Oh, 10, that's why they're there. All right. <laughs> Well, that's it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> you guys really are appreciate awesome. it. All right. We'll be in touch, Jillian. <laughs> All right. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Right, bye. That wraps up our first episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, please be sure to subscribe to She's All Batch podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Be sure to follow me, She's All Batch, on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Jackie Maroney underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Bye, bitches. Bye.